I'm Don Kennedy, your host of the Profit Accelerator Podcast. I'm an attorney, author, mentor, and CEO of a growing coffee company. Thanks for joining me on the show that looks at all aspects of business from the mindset to the sales to the money left over at the end of the month with tips and strategies to help you navigate this amazing ride called entrepreneurship. Thanks for making us part of your journey. Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Profit Accelerator Podcast. Today, we're talking about burnout, preventing burnout, figuring out if you're in burnout and how not to stay stuck there. So I brought Gabrielle on to talk about this topic and tell her story. So thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Dawn, for having me. I'm really excited to be able to share all this info with your listeners. I am so I am really excited too. So can you tell everyone who you are and who you serve? Yeah, I'm Gabrielle. I'm a licensed clinical social worker, uh, a former therapist. I'm not doing therapy anymore. And now I do consulting, coaching, and training on burnout prevention with a big focus on nervous system regulation. And I also work with small business owners and entrepreneurs on how to scale and sell their business without burning out. Yes. So your story is pretty incredible about you scaling your business and selling it when you realized you were in burnout. Can you tell us about that? Yeah. So as a social worker, this is really not something that anybody ever talks to us about or teaches us about. And so I like to share this because I know not everybody had this messaging, but this was the messaging that I got that was very prevalent in my field, which was that, you know, you're going to be broke forever. Sorry, either, you know, you can't make money and help people at the same time. And I even remember when I graduated with my master's and, you know, I had a ton of student loan debt and I was talking to my advisor about jobs and I said, I really need to make $40,000 a year to be able to like live. And she laughed at me and she said, good luck with that. (laughs) And so obviously the field has changed a lot since then. That was like over 10 years ago. Um, But I always like had that message in the back of my mind, which really helped push me. Um, And so, you know, as I grew into this field and I worked a lot of really difficult jobs making barely $40,000, but I did make 40K, um, I just was like, I feel like there's more that I can do than just like this one-on-one work. And I really like doing so much more than this. And so um, I ended up starting my private practice in 2017 after... um, the company I was working for was doing a reduction in workforce. And I was kind of like, well, what's next? You know, I don't want to work here. I don't want to be a supervisor anywhere else. And my um, friend in who became my mentor, she's like, I'm going to start my private practice and you should do the same thing. And I was like, well, that sounds fun. <laughs> so I kind of just built the plane as I was flying it. I knew nothing about working for myself or being an entrepreneur, but I figured it all out and uh, my practice and my caseload got full really quickly because I had a very specific niche of clients that I served and somebody else mentioned to me, hey, maybe you should hire somebody and same thoughts came up about, you know, I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how to do this, but I knew that I could reach more people if I started scaling my business. So I hired one person And that went really well. So I hired another and it just kind of kept going from there. And I went from just me 
um, at the very end of 2017 is when I started my practice to 15 therapists in about two and a half years. Wow. That is tremendous growth, but you aren't still doing that. (laughs) I am not. (laughs) So... Throughout that growth, um, we obviously grew really quickly. And I think, you know, looking back, there are so many things that I could have done differently, which is why I love working with people and sharing this info now. And I just didn't have good systems in place. And um, honestly, I didn't love managing people. And that was probably the biggest thing that burnt me out, but um, there are definitely things I could have done differently. And I think having better systems um, really in place to foster that growth. And I definitely made some choices with hiring that I could have done differently. And that would have helped too. Um, But I think my burnout really started in 2020, but I very clearly remember a day in like 2021 where I woke up and I had a pit in my stomach and I was afraid to check my phone because I was afraid to see what emails had come through during the night or if there was like some other staffing issue. And I was like, I hate this and I don't want to do this anymore. (laughs) So that's when I got the idea to sell. And I actually ran some numbers with a friend who's also kind of a mentor of mine. And I was like, you know what? This isn't going to be enough. Let's table that. Figure it out later. And a couple months later, when I was on vacation, I got a phone call um, from somebody. And they said, we represent a company that wants to acquire you. Give us a call back. And I was like, that's totally spam. Like, I'm not going to call them back. But it turns out it wasn't. I, My friend, the same friend, encouraged me to call them. She's like, that's how these deals happen. Um, so I called them back. And yeah, here I am. I sold my practice officially on December 31st, 2021. Wow. I love this. This is incredible. So I, I want to start with the idea that you ran your numbers. You said, this is not enough. And you tabled it. <laughs> did that help with your burnout situation when you tabled it? No, <laughs> I think like, you know what, when people sell, you sell for two reasons. You sell for lifestyle or for money. And I thought that I wanted to sell for money and really it was lifestyle. And that is probably the biggest mindset shift that I had to make throughout this whole thing was that this was not aligned with me anymore. This wasn't aligned with my values. This is not the path that I wanted to be on. And that was really difficult because, you know, as any small business owner knows, like it's your baby. You put your blood, sweat, and tears into this thing. And I was like, you know, what am I going to do with my life if I'm not running this business anymore? And there was also a lot of talk in my field, which also has changed a little bit um, and is very different, I think, than other industries who have entrepreneurs. But in my field, there was a lot of shame that like you're a failure if you do something like that and you're giving up and you're a sellout. And so I had a lot of that stuff in the back of my head, too. And so it was really just a lot of work around like what? do I want my perfect ideal day to look like? And am I living that right now? And I wasn't. So that's when I decided to make that change. 
That is incredibly courageous. I mean, that is really, really brave because I can hear myself and I can hear other people I know who would be like, I have way too much sunk cost in this to do something different. They would be like, nope, I have my blood, sweat and tears in this. And even if it's not serving me, I don't know that I could make the change. So let's talk about that. I mean, you made such an incredible statement when you said people sell for lifestyle. I don't think I've really heard that very much before. <laughs> um, so I would love to kind of investigate this a little bit when you say sell for lifestyle. So anybody here who is waking up in the audience and they have a not in their gut every morning and they don't want to <laughs> check their emails. I mean, let's talk about this, you know, because burnout you either change or I guess you stay. I mean, we were talking before the episode about, you know, staying stuck in burnout or whatever, but really um, how did you discuss either with yourself or other people, whatever, the idea of walking away in light of, or in spite of the sunk cost in time, money, energy, and that the burnout was stronger than what you had invested. Yeah. I, love that you're bringing this up and want to go deeper because it's important. And, um, you know, when I did sell, like, don't get me wrong, I definitely got money. I didn't get like, I don't know, a hundred million dollars or something like that. Of course, but I mean, you know, that would be nice. That's a dream. We'd be recording and- <laughs> this from your yacht, actually. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, but it was still enough. And I think you need to really weigh the cost of, yes, the time, effort, and money. And you did put so much into building this. But what do you want your life to look like? I didn't want to wake up every day angry and with that pit in my stomach and the dread and really the biggest red flag to me was the apathy. I didn't care about my clients. I didn't care about my staff. I didn't care about my business. And that is not a way to live your life and engage with your life. Like that's not living. I want to be happy, right? I want to do something that fills me up and brings me joy every single day. And it is possible to do that and to make a living doing it if you believe in yourself and can kind of get out of those ruts of thinking of the shoulds and the supposed tos and listening to all the noise around you because you can create, I know this sounds really cheesy, but really you can create your dream life and you can do whatever it is that you want to do. And it doesn't have to wear you down. So I would really encourage you to think about that. Like, what do you want your dream life to look like? I mean, of course, we're all going to have stress and bad days, but is it waking up every day, like wanting to throw your phone across the room or, you know, being so frustrated that you can't even ask your staff, like, how are you doing today? Because you don't want to talk to them at all. So, um, so yeah, those, that doesn't really sound like thriving to me. It definitely doesn't sound like thriving in entrepreneurship. So I know, and it's difficult to, to make those choices because again, you have put so much of your time and your effort and your money and your energy into it. But sometimes you just got to know when it's time to walk away. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what your statement was that the apathy that you were 
feeling or not feeling towards everything related to your business. I don't know if anybody out there um, relates to that, but it's possible over the years, this podcast will hopefully be in the ether that somebody may relate to it. So beyond the apathy and the frustrations and things that you were feeling, can you help us kind of decipher between regular business frustrations, a down cycle, kind of a eh, off month, I can't stand this anymore. You know, mm-hmm. need a margarita. And the, <laughs> the, the real, like, you were burned out. Uh, this, I, the word apathy just basically means that there's just nothing there to give. So, I mean, do we want to wait till we get to that place? Is that the indicator that we need to walk away? Or are there, you know, some things that we could be looking at that gives us warning signs before we get there? Yes, you definitely want to do something before you get to that place because you can. The thing about burnout is that it builds up over time and you can prevent it. And what usually ends up happening is we just kind of get into this place of like autopilot where we're just going through the motions. And then you have a situation like me where you you woke up and you were like, fuck this, I don't want to do it anymore. And there's so many things that happened before that if I had been paying attention that I could have changed. Um, so the apathy is a really big one. But one thing to think about is that when I, when I talk about this is people really use stress and burnout interchangeably and they are different things. Right. Stress is like too much. It's like anxiety and worry and like hyperactivity and burnout is the exact opposite. It's that apathy. It's the not enough. It's like the numb, the not caring, the depression, the dissociative pieces of it. So it's important to just pay attention to that too. And I will also say uh, somebody who was diagnosed with ADHD later in life. This definitely played into it also. And there are a lot of entrepreneurs who have ADHD. So that is important to think about too, because we really mask and we try and make ourselves work sometimes in a way that doesn't work for us. And that also goes for anybody. Like if you own your own business, um, and even if you don't, you still might have that freedom to work in ways that work best for you. So paying attention to those things Like, you know, for example, I know that even though I wake up early, I don't like to work in the morning. So I don't start work until 10 or 11 so that I can go to the gym and I can, you know, do my mindfulness routine and I can have a slow ease into the day because I know that I work better like that. Because if I have meetings at 8 a.m. or 9 a.m., I'm rushed and then the entire day is rushed. And even though that seems like, well, whatever, you know, sometimes we have to, we're busy and we have to rush that snowballs and it adds up into this bigger and bigger thing that leads to more resentfulness and more stress. And when you have more stress, that's when you're closer to getting burnt out. Um, And I will also say for people who, and again, not necessarily small business owners, because this can kind of go for everybody, but people who are perfectionists or who need to be in control and who have a problem delegating and asking for help are also at a higher risk for burning out too. Right. Yeah. You use another word, resentment. When you start to resent your business, you start to have apathy. Um, You know, it took a lot of courage for you to 
walk away, not walk away, but sold, but walk away from the industry that you were in. And you had mentioned that in your industry, there's a lot of like shame and you gave up and you did this. And let me ask you, did any of that kind of either external judgment or internal fear of that type of judgment keep you there longer than you probably would have been? Yes, I think for sure. And, you know, that's partly my problem, right? (laughs) (laughs) Or totally my problem. But I mentioned that because, you know, we do take a lot of stock into what others think about us and our peers think about us. And I struggled with that because I know that I had really built up this practice that had a great reputation in the community And, um, you know, we were just busting at the seams with the amount of clients that we had and I couldn't hire fast enough. And I wanted to be able to keep helping those clients and also providing a place for clinicians to have a good place to work. But I just couldn't do it anymore. But there was a lot of a lot of shoulds. Like you have a license, you have a master's degree in this, you went through all of this training and time and money to be a therapist. And I, you know, I can do a lot of things with my degree and with my license that aren't one-on-one therapy work. And I'm definitely much happier now, but it took a lot, a lot of rewiring and a lot of mindset work on the shoulds and what it should look like. All right. So let's let's bring this home. Let's bring it around. So when you walked away and you realized, okay, not my circus, not my monkeys anymore, then what did you do? How did your mindset adjust? What were you thinking? How did you find your next thing? So that's a really important point too, because pretty much in any industry, when you sell, everybody thinks you like get a nice big fat check and then you walk away and you're done. And so if you're listening to this and you're like, Ooh, I want to sell because I hate my life and it'll make it better. Just know that it doesn't work like that. There's a transition period where you will stay on and you will need to continue to work for the company. So there is some time built in there. It's not like a clean break. So, for, and that is both a good and maybe a bad thing, I guess, depending on where you're at. Um, but that also gave me time to self-reflect. And I went on a retreat that was really helpful for me. Lots of therapy, coaching. And honestly, one of the things that helped me the most, and again, this sounds really simple, was I sat down and I wrote down what I wanted my perfect day to look like. And I wrote down what my day looked like now. And I thought about the changes that I needed to make now to get to my perfect day. And I am just about there, actually. Um, So it is doable. I mean, I didn't write anything down that I think was too out there or crazy, like working on a yacht. But if you want to work on a yacht, (laughs) and that's one of your goals, then do it. Um, But it was a lot of that and also a lot of internal work on, you know, nervous system regulation. And again, thinking about me and what works best for me and how I work best. And like I said, not working early in the morning. Again, that sounds really simple, but I have worked hard to create a life and a schedule where I don't have to work in the mornings because I know 
then I'm going to be grumpy and I'm going to be rushed and it's not going to be my best work. And so those small little changes have made working better for me and more enjoyable than where I was at before. Yeah, this is incredible. I mean, the idea that you can choose to not stay in burnout and actually sell for lifestyle. I don't think I've read that on the cover of any business <laughs> magazine. Usually it's grow the value, have an exit strategy of three to five years. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this is a topic of conversation that I think we need to have more of that people can don't they don't have to do I guess we, we would say a strict cross benefit analysis. Should I should I get out after putting all this investment and in? really taking stock of where you are and if you are regretting, resenting, and apathetic and everything else, maybe you're actually doing more harm than good to your business and brand. Do you agree? Yeah. And there are certainly people who, like I just did consulting with somebody recently, another therapist who's, she's kind of stuck in that spot where she is burnt out, but she's like, I could also push this for another year or two and get more money. I'm like, that's fine. You know, whatever works for you and for your life. If you feel like you can push, get that extra money, and then you'll have that time afterward to reset and restore, that is totally fine. But just know that stress and burnout are not just these emotional things. They are also physical things that are happening to us internally also. So that's important to remember too. Like you, when you are in fight or flight and you are living in that place, your cortisol is higher. um, Your immune responses are down. Your heart rate is higher. It can cause all kinds of health problems that are long-term. And so we know that stress is not good for us. um, But I think we just forget about the huge impacts that it can have long-term on our life. And so if you are working in a place where you are in fight or flight constantly, not only are there those those physical things I just talked about, but there's also uh, the mind-body connection with your brain too. And so when you're in fight or flight or some of these other uh, trauma responses or stress responses of your nervous system, your prefrontal cortex is offline. And that is where all of our good rational decisions are made. That's where we can like be compassionate and engage. And so if you're working from a place where you're not doing that, it's absolutely going to impact your business and your brand. Yeah. I I mean, I honestly, as we were talking about this the entire time, I've been thinking emotion. So I'm really really glad that you brought up that it's, it's a physical and it's yeah. um, Absolutely fascinating. And really, thank you so much for kind of giving us those things to think about. So, you know, if you were somebody in the audience who may be there or almost there and making the decision to push or not push, I I do love your idea of sitting down and describing your ideal day and seeing how close or how far you are um, to being able to live that. And it might just be, you know, some small tweaks in your business, maybe um, hiring a leadership team or focusing more on your leadership team that can take some things off of your plate. Could be something as small as that. But yeah, if you are starting to feel that burn and feeling that apathy or, you know, if every day is bad and every day is stressful, that is definitely a warning sign to you to take a step back and see what's going on there and what changes you can make. 
Right. Yeah, this has been a great conversation. Where can everybody find you, uh, learn more about what you do and how you help people with this? And, you know, if they need to reach out and realize that they just don't have to stay stuck in burnout. Yes, that is my passion. And I have an upcoming retreat in January in Belize where we'll be doing deeper work on this. And I think I'm probably the only person with my name out there. So I'm pretty easy to find. It's GabrielleGiulianoVellani.com. It's the same on YouTube, TikTok, and LinkedIn. And then Instagram is at GJVConsulting. Amazing. So we're going to put all of that information down inside the show notes. So if you're listening to it when we launch or two years later, uh, you'll be able to find Gabrielle and, you know, maybe get some support that you need or just to connect and see what's going on in uh, Belize. <laughs> Sounds like <laughs> <fun>. <laughs> well, Absolutely. Gabrielle, thank you so much um, for this episode and for talking so honestly about the warning signs that maybe get glossed over in entrepreneur books. Thank you again for having me, and I hope that this helps some of the listeners out there. And if it doesn't, reach out and we'll see what we can do. Yeah, that's great. Well, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you again, Dawn. All right. We'll talk to you all next time on the next episode of the Profit Accelerated Podcast. Take care. Thanks for tuning into this episode of the Profit Accelerated Podcast. If you want some more information about me or free resources, please visit my updated website, donkkennedy.com. Follow me on social at donkkennedyxo on Instagram and on Facebook at donkkennedymentor. I'll see you next time.